So welcome everybody back. Yeah. It's Veil of Sound. It's not Sunday, it's Friday, but we do this because we have a very special occasion. One of our favorite bands, as you know, our Norwegian slash Swedish band, um, Brot, and they just released an EP today with several wonderful cover versions. And so I'm very happy that Kietil is joining us today to talk a little bit about cover versions, like what makes them special? What do you have to do? You know, all that kind of stuff. So Kietil, first of all, thanks for doing this. And um, let me ask that one question that is always coming up whenever somebody talks about cover versions. When is a cover version a good cover version? Yeah, uh, I think that uh, I guess a, a, a good cover version is when you make an interpretation that makes the song your own mm -hmm. in whatever way you would want to do that. Because uh, there are several versions of, uh, of cover songs. Either you just copy it, you mm. know, or else you make some sort of very special version, mm. however you would want to do that. Some, uh, you know, I've heard cover versions that are impossible to, you know, to, to you just don't know what song it is or whatever it is. It could be just yeah. drones or noise. Exactly. So... Um, and in between there, there's also a number of interpretations. And and uh, sometimes I think that a cover is also when, you know, when um, Nina Simone, when she does Sin Sinner Man and when Nick Cave does his Stagger Lee, for example, there's numerous yeah. um, examples. It's, it's all based on old traditionals. Yeah. like from very back so you don't even know who wrote them and maybe it's just the words and maybe it's not even the words like staggerly is just the title i guess there's new words and you know it it has been totally just redone but um they are still some sort of covers in my opinion it's very wide and broad the sense of how you would want to do a cover um so basically as long as you make a really good interpretation um i think and you and you kind of you you uh, take ownership mm -hmm. of the song then it is a good cover mm -hmm. um i also tried to when i was looking at this because i i spent last afternoon looking through cover songs and i realized that it's you know i could make 10 playlists of yep hundred songs probably depending on how you do it um because all of my favorite 60s rock bands they all started their careers doing cover songs yeah. and if they it, and if it wasn't a cover song then it was like in motown you had these guys writing songs for them so it's literally yeah. a, like a cover song and maybe several artists released the same song in the same year and all of these things. So, you know, the, the list could just go on. Yeah. So I would just want to say that the list that I picked out here is based on some, some of my old favorites. Like, you know, some of the songs that, uh, you know, have been important for me throughout the years. You know, some songs I've, I've discovered new artists through the cover song and so mm -hmm. on, you know. 
did you also, for example, choose a specific cover version because you like the cover version and maybe don't really care about the original? So where the cover is more important to you than the original? Yes, correct. And we've done with Orabot, we've done uh, uh, the money will roll right in based on Mudhoney's uh, mm -hmm. version. Yeah. yeah. And we've done Cinnamon based on Nina Simone, even though the rights for that song is Nina Simone's. So, but it's based on, I mean, it was released so many times before Nina Simone. So kind of hard to tell. Um, yeah. And I think that's also very interesting because sometimes cover version can, like the cover itself can take on a life of its own because I bet that sometimes, I don't know if you agree with that, but, but sometimes the cover version can become more popular and can overtake the original. I mean, like, I bet that everybody knows all along the Watchtower, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, yeah. I, but I also think that not everybody will know that it's basically a cover of a Bob Dylan song. Yes, exactly. And there are other, there are, because I, when I thought about this yesterday, I thought of, um, the punk bands in the late 70s and also the more pop bands of the 80s had a lot of did a lot of covers and they became yeah. well known for the covers and i came to think about uh, for some reason i came to think about kim wilde and she has a really famous song uh which is a supremes cover it's probably one of her uh, what's it called again but anyways it's one of kim wilde's biggest hits or if not the biggest hit she has is a is a cover and then there's the um, there's tainted love of course which i include in the in the list um there's also isn't it you, you keep me hanging on isn't exactly you keep me hanging on the cover yeah right yeah that's the supremes i think and then also um hanging on the telephone by blondie as a cover so you know uh, and uh what was the other one um because I'm a big fan of Shocking Blue, and that song Venus was covered by this eight Bananarama. Yeah, exactly, Bananarama, exactly. So you know you have you have a lot of those, you know. And I mean, if I didn't dig a bit, and if I didn't really, uh, if I wasn't super interested, I would never, have, you know, I wouldn't have guessed the Kim Wilde song to be a cover. I wouldn't definitely wouldn't have known that the Blondie song was a cover either. Yeah. You know, and, and there, are other, other, uh, there are so many examples, yeah. Yeah, just like you mentioned Soft Cell, right? Like Tainted Love. I think yeah. everybody knows, like, everybody knows that. But, yeah, again, who knows that it's a cover? Not a lot of people. Yeah. Um, when we talk about cover versions, you already hinted at it. You know, there are different approaches to doing a cover version. There is the classic, yeah. the classic copy version, basically. Um, yeah. Or there are also sometimes very interesting cover versions. I still remember Scottish band Travis doing a wonderfully laid back version of Baby Hit Me One More Time. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, oh boy. But also there are like these very, very weird cover versions. Is there something you said where the people somehow take a hold of it? Is it a hold of it or where... So let's put it otherwise. Is it more important for you that they make it original, like their own, or that they somehow do it in an authentic way? 
Yeah, exactly. That it's a good question because I think that uh, either way, I already mentioned that I think that as long as you make it, you you, you take ownership to the song, mm -hmm. in whatever way that would be, I think it's a good cover. So that means that you you can basically just totally rip it off for whatever, or just play it as the original, uh, or <laughs> else make it very strange or however you would want to do it. Uh, I think it's it it uh, I think it it works as long as you make it your own. But that's the trick, though, because yeah. there's a lot of covers that don't do that. Which yeah. so it lacks some sort of spirit, or it lacks some sort of I don't know some some atmosphere, mm -hmm. which would come from the artist, which doesn't where it just doesn't happen. Mm. And um, there, I can probably think of some examples of that. Um, you know, sometimes I think, you know, I, I don't think that David Bowie, for example, he was very good at most everything he did, but I'm not sure there are a few cover songs that he, he did. a few Beatles covers, didn't he? he did a, yeah, and he did some uh, um, a Rolling Stones cover too, I think, which yeah. I don't know. Uh, but he also did, I included David Bowie in the list too. He did a fantastic song, which is also a Nina Simone song um, on uh, Station to Station. So, I mean, you know, it really depends. So maybe, uh, maybe the big troubles will come when big artists are trying to back up their first couple of popular singles with a, with a cover that maybe the label or the manager have picked out for them. Yeah. You know, you've yeah. seen that yeah. history, and yeah. that's when it kind of difficult, right? You know, what do you think about like humorous versions, like the stuff that Weird Al Yankovic is doing, like for example, taking the song, either transferring the music, turning it into polka, or taking the original music and transferring the lyrics. I still remember he did a wonderfully hilarious version of um, American Pie and turned it into a description of a first Star Wars movie. What do you think about humorous cover versions? Well, I'm I'm born, you know, I, I'm old enough to be a, a teenager in the 90s. So I am part of the <laughs> of the 90s. So Al, Weird Al Yankovic is part of my D, you know, musical DNA somehow. So I'm totally fine with that. Um, I just now, when you talked about this, I, I came to think about uh, a cover that I should have included on, on this list, which is uh, Res The Residence. They do mm -hmm. uh, an absolutely crazy version of uh, some Beatles song. Uh, it, it's absolutely ridiculous because it's played in like every note possible um, at the same time. So it's mm -hmm. so unmusical, but, you know, and it is, I guess you could see it as a funny thing, but um, also it's, you know, it's, it, it's also quite, um, it's artistic and brave in a way too. And, I find it, and I, I think that the residence touches about touches something which is very important in music, which is playfulness and sort of uh, you know they go, they they get rid of all the rigid uh, boundaries and shapes that yeah. you that most music is yeah. you know um, restricted by. 
Um, but I'm totally fine with humorous versions. And I think that, you know, a little humor in there is maybe it's more needed than than you, you would usually see. Mm. Um, do you think that there are any like stylistic limitations? I mean, like over the years, we have seen thousands of genre affiliated cover versions. I know that there is like a Bossa Nova cover album of the Ramones, which isn't even bad, oh. or like yeah. reggae versions of lots of artists where you have like reggae records, which are only police records or only police songs. Right. Um, yeah. what do you think about those? Oh, yeah, I, I've uh, noticed and I've checked some of them out and it's, it's, a, it gets a little too, you know, I'm fine with them doing that, I, but I, I don't yeah. have time to check out all of that stuff. I have, you know, enough time with all of the originals. And it also gets boring at a point, right? Where you have like, if it's only yeah. doing the police in reggae, or if it's only like Ramon's Bossa Nova, at a point it gets boring. I, I totally yeah. agree with that. I mean, like stylistically, I think there are basically really no limitations to covers, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, but but still, sometimes if you do if you do a good thing too much, it's not a good thing anymore, right? Um, you've already yeah. mentioned being a kid from the nineties. Is there is there any particular yeah. moment, or is there any thing where your love for cover version started from? Because we must say that Arabrat have not only released this ep today but they have already done numerous covers on the singles on the records so you like yeah. covering songs where did that come from yeah that's a good question i never thought about it that way it's just a, a it, it it started out with you know my whole musical career my whole love of music started with nirvana as everyone else basically in the early 90s yeah. you know um, and they had uh, Love Buzz on Bleach. I was really into Bleach. I was listening to Love Buzz. And I, via Love Buzz, found out there was a band called Shocking Blue, which, you know, I think is a brilliant band. Yeah. At least two, two, two LPs are really great. And um, from there on, uh, I got really got into Helmet for a long time in the 90s. Mm -hmm. That was how I kind of developed my guitar way of playing the guitar, some sort of mix between Paige Hamilton and Kirk Cobain, I guess, at least how to approach it. And by the way, and do you know, the, do you know the most famous artist that Helmut ever covered, at least in my opinion? Yeah, the most famous. Oh, did they? Yeah, they did. Wow. Army of Me. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I haven't heard that. Or, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah, they've done they've done a lot of covers, and they had a song called Primitive. I didn't even I love that song, uh, and I had no idea it was Killing Joke. And via Helmet, I found out about Killing Joke, one of my all time favorite bands. Um, so I think it has to do with that. I think it has to yeah. do with just those episodes. You know, back then when I was a teenager, digging through the crates of however we found out about music yeah. at that time, I I can't even remember. But somehow yeah. I got, you know, I was digging deeper and it was via these covers. You yeah. know, there was also, as I said, uh, the Mud Honey one. Um, uh, 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 the money will roll right in. Did you so, yeah. then also, did you then also, when you listened to the MTV Unplugged by Nirvana, did you then also 
through that one find out about lead belly just like i did you know that yes. was like my introduction to lead belly yes, yeah and and meat puppets so i had heard of uh, them before but but yeah they that, that that gave even the meat puppets another push right that's true yeah yeah exactly and i was so i was so young and naive uh, so I didn't really know anything. So everything was new, and I think that that just sparked it. I wasn't even—I was aware of David Bowie, but I didn't know he had the man who sold the world even at that time. So it—it it was just yeah. you know listening to the unplugged. It was just—it—it it, it opened up this whole new world for me, and you know. So in between albums or whatever, we maybe we do a cover song here and there. It all depends, and it's all every time. It's just you know, it's for fun. So when we look at the new EP, the Heart EP, um, why did you choose those tracks in particular? Is there like an overarching theme behind it? Uh, yes, the the idea was yes and no. Uh, the idea was to make an EP which was a celebration of our me and Karen's life here in the church. Um, I wanted to to do that because we it was uh, 2020 and there was a pandemic and everything just stopped and finally we had some time to rethink a few things and think over a few other things and make some changes within the band and with the you know even with 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 like the the mechanics of the band like the also the managements and all of this like the business part of the band so finally, we had a good period of time to just breathe and, and be able to rethink things. And we did a, we did some changes. Karen became a permanent member, which she's never actually been. And to celebrate this, I wanted to make a an EP and I wanted to make it a heart EP. Just, you know, why not? And I thought that would be nice. Um, and from there on, um we just i just came up with the idea of of doing cover songs only and then having karen sing them that was the initial idea mm -hmm. it proved a little harder than than first expected so i had about 10 songs and some of them were old favorites other ones were sort of new favorites and some of them were odd choices something that you know i wouldn't be i wouldn't really obsess about but that I really liked there and then. So let's say we had around 10 options, maybe 12. And um, first of all, trying to record this in the time of the pandemic was a nightmare. We had, we couldn't get the people over. The Norwegian border was, was closed. So we couldn't get the drummer over. Our producer was sent back home when he got, got here at the airport for some strange reason and so on but finally with a lo lot of backs and forth we managed to do we managed to do the set fir first couple of, we had to do three sessions actually the first session and then we really because of these 10 12 songs there were a bunch of them that just didn't work out it didn't feel right mm -hmm. so though you know we had to throw away about five of them then there were a couple that we just couldn't figure out somehow musically in, in a different way and so in the end it was just the ones that worked out the um with the exception of children of the revolution which was made for a um, theater production in norway 
Mm -hmm. So we decided to add that one because the other ones mm -hmm. didn't work out. So it was kind of by per chance, but I had a slight idea about like Lightning's Girl were really, I was really, I knew that would work. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I was really hoping that doing a coil cover would work out, even though that's uh, that's dangerous area. That could it really, really is. Yeah. yeah, because it's such a unique, such a unique project and such a unique style, right? It's yeah. But you did that very well, I think. And I also, I mean, like, come on, let's be honest. Je t'aime is like saying, you're saying that to her, right? In a way. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I I wanted to do that because it was uh, it, it's it's the impossible cover. Nobody's done it before. There's been a a cover with the uh, without the vocals that went mm -hmm. into the hit list sometime in the seventies, but nobody has done it. There's been interpretations by certain weird bands, like Psychic TV did one, and I think yeah. that Einstein Neubauten had it as an outro or whatever. I also think they one. did that. Yeah. Yeah. But nobody really did that song because it's impossible to do. And no wonder, because it's perfect and it's too erotic and it's too just out there to be done again in a way. Yeah. So so maybe Primal Scream and Kate Moss could have done it. I don't know. Probably not. But then um, mm. I thought of just doing it as a church prelude, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. So that was his, yeah. And it's... It's only for the ones who buy the actual heart EP. Well, guess who did? Um, Thank you. Uh, <laughs> of course. And uh, so I, I, everybody sees we could talk about cover versions all day and night. Yeah. But um, I, we also want the people to listen to the lists that we made. We will also try to include two of Kietil's uh, all-time favorites, who are which are not on band, not 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 on Bandcamp, but not on Spotify. Um, maybe you can give us if you have like an all-time top five cover versions list of yours. Oh, five is hard, but it's definitely Big Black. The model is one of my absolute favorites. Um, yeah. Uh, um, also. The first one on on the list, um, I heard it through the grapevine, is one of my mm. favorites. I really love that song. Also, there's, you know, every time I've gone to the states and you go to these bars and they have the old school jukebox, yeah, and and they usually that song is there, but you get eleven minutes out of your dollar, so you get, really get your money's it's worth, true. and it's true. such a great song, you know. Um, uh, by the way, another one to, if they have it. As a full version, another one where you definitely get something for your buck. Um, what is the name? Santa Esmeralda. Don't let me be misunderstood. I think it's something like 16 minutes or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's very long. Yeah, that's true. That's cool. Um, other so than three that, more. Oh, three more. From the, back in the days, it was definitely... Um, and it was, it's hard to tell. It's either... Um, you know, uh, I really love The Money Will Roll Right In by the yeah. by Mud Honey. That's a great cover. I thought it was Mud Honey's song for years, and it could have mm. been. Uh, it's an excellent song, and I would actually want to. They only had the I could only find the live version on the Spotify. The one I've mm -hmm. been listening to was a CD from a CD like compilation, mm -hmm. uh, which was a, a studio recording. 
Um, then there is one of my favorite all-time songs is Final Solution by Pera Ubu, which was originally mm-hmm. written by Rocket from the Tomb. So it's the same people, I guess, but it's a new band. You know, that is also a question, right? If if anybody is involved in the cover who did the original, is it a cover? Yeah, so it was released by Rocket from the Tombs, but it was re-recorded by Pera Ubu, and mm-hmm. it's not all the same people. It's Dave David Thomas, um, which is one of them, but also Dead Boys did the same thing with Sonic Reducer, yeah. which was written for Rocket from the Tombs, but then. But that whole story, I think, is so unique. And so there's all of the, those three bands are one of my, you know, like my favorite punk bands or post-punk or whatever you would call them. So, yeah. So that one, for sure, Final Solution. Uh, also, back in the days, uh, Motorcycle, Norwegian band Motorcycle, released an EP called Mountain. And the last song was, or the third song, was um, The House at Punil. Punil? Punil Corners, which is uh, Jefferson Airplane, and it's an mm-hmm. absolutely brutal, crazy version, yeah. which was very influential for Orabrot in the early days. Was that four? Oh my god. That was five already. Was it already five? <laughs> it was already five. Um, as usual, <laughs> Veil of Sound interviews have to end with quickfire questions. So I thought I'll give you a few alternatives. Sometimes it's bands, sometimes it's songs. Um, And I want you to decide. Um, We're in a time and age of protest. People are protesting, sometimes for good reasons, sometimes for the wrong reasons. But protest songs are very hard to do. But in the 90s, there were a few. So I'll give you Rage Against the Machine, and the Beastie Boys, who also protested for Tibet back then. If you ch- had to choose covering one of those two artists, who would it be? Rage Against the Machine or the Beastie Boys? Ooh. That's a brilliant question. I... Uh, ooh. I would have done... You know what? I would have done Beastie Boys. That would have been cooler. Um yeah. I would. It would would have been easier in a way to do Rage Against Machine because I mean, you know, it's a rock band. But yeah, yeah, Beastie Boys would be really cool to do. Yeah. Two songs from one band. Which one would you do? Take my breath away or the Metro by Berlin? Take my breath away. Oh, which one? The what's the last one? The, the Metro. Metro. The Metro. Which song is that again? The Metro. <laughs> Driving on the metro. That is also Berlin, who started out as a punk band. Nobody would imagine. I don't even know that song, I think. Yes, then your choice is probably obvious. Yeah, the first one. Take my breath away. Take my breath away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because, I mean, Karen could sing that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Two bands that share a member. Funkadelic or Parliament? Which one? Which share a member with? No, both both band share George Clinton, right? So, which Clinton band would you choose to cover? Funkadelic or Parliament? uh, Yeah, Funkadelic for sure. Mm -hmm. 
Again, two tracks by the same artist. Which one do you choose? Blowing in the wind or the times they are a changing? Times they are they are a changing. Mm -hmm. Bob Dylan, yeah. Led Zeppelin versus Pink Floyd. Very good question. Yeah, that's a tricky one. Because of uh oh it's uh it's uh, it's a hard one. I think that you know, I think Pink Floyd. I think I listen more to Pink Floyd, those albums, those early albums, than I do Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin is is gr so good but it's kind of you know you put it on and you it's really rocking and then you put it away for a time while metal and some of those crazy records are you know you, i keep coming back to them so pink floyd also because i think on some of the floyd records where it's just so much to notice and to discover right you know yeah yeah zeppelin was awesome at what they did again uh same band two tracks van halen would you rather do panama or jump Oh my God! Or I'll yeah. give you a third um, one. I'll give you a third one. Hot for the teacher. Okay, you know what? I I was never a fan, so it's impossible. I would say, I'll I'll get Karen to sing again, and we'll do jump. <laughs> <laughs> um, you get again two bands, and you have to choose one of them: Gang of Four versus Devo. Oh yeah, you know I. It's so hard. These are great questions. Uh, I'm just pushing you towards the next cover EP. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I would probably choose Devo because then we could play Mongoloid. That would be fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now to twist it a little bit, I'll give you um, songs that have been interpreted and you have to choose whether you want to listen to the cover version or to the original. Um, hallelujah. Would you rather have the original Leonard Cohen version or the Tim Buckley version? Jeff Buckley, Jeff Buckley, sorry. Jeff, Jeff Buckley, Buckley, yeah. Um, no, I would have the original Leonard Cohen mm -hmm. for sure. We've already mentioned it uh, all along the Watchtower. Dylan or Hendrix? Yeah, it is a tough one. I've included Jimi Hendrix in my list, so I'll say him then. Mm -hmm. Um. And the last one that not now yeah, we can do two. The yeah. man who sold the world. Bowie or Nirvana? <laughs> you know what? I'd I'd say Bowie, unfortunately. <laughs> I would I would but actually thanks, Nirvana. choose Nirvana because I still for me that's one of the greatest covers ever, although it's actually pretty close to the original, but the way he does yeah, it, it is just awesome. And the I, last I agree. One. Uh, last one. And that is one of which the original artist even said, it's not my song anymore. Hurt. Johnny Cash versus Nine Inch Nails. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Cash, absolutely. I, I would choose Johnny Cash's version. Uh, yeah, those are very good questions because the, the, those two, like when choosing these artists, they are very you've uh, been very good at that because it, it's um they are very close many of these you know it's hard to tell which which one so sometimes yeah i'd prefer both but good choice good questions would you agree with trent Reznor when he says hurt is not my song anymore you know what in i understand what he means 
Yeah. It seems like I have a, I can kind of tell how, from reading about how he, you know, first of all, how he was personally at that time, yeah. and how he has approached the song in the studio. I I can understand that he, he, you know, it, it became a different beast, yeah. you know, it, with uh, Johnny Cash and Rick Rubin. I guess he yeah. was involved there quite a lot. Yeah, yeah Ruben always was the one who came to Johnny with a list of songs that he could choose from. Exactly. So it's it, that's a brilliant, you know, choice. And it's become a different beast for sure. Yeah, because, because the other, I mean, the Nine Inch Nails songs has a totally different vibe to me. It's yeah. very, very industrial and, you know, with the whispering vocals and all of that. That's, yeah. you know, all the uses all of the industrial metal tricks you Definitely, know the, right? the book of industrial metal <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 and um and uh, johnny cash's version is nothing like that that's more nothing. of a it's a that's a, a life lived um and it's a song sung by a by it's almost like i don't know johnny cash is almost like he has all of this culture within his body that just yeah, comes yeah, out of yeah, him yeah although what i also often notice is that not a lot of people notice that there is still a hint of that heaviness in johnny cash's version because if you listen to the way the piano is played and yeah. the the heavy way that the piano is played that is a touch of the industrial industrial origins um yeah, absolutely I end with a fun fun fact question. Do you know which artist was happy that his song was turned into a trap by football fans? <laughs> what? There is one artist whose song has been turned into nowadays a trap song, a traditional by football fans. Yeah. Was was Jack White happy for, yes. for his? Yes, he? he was. He was. He oh said, finally, I've been able to write a track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, fair enough. I mean, he's <laughs> he's written a lot of good music. So I wouldn't, I wonder, I'm trying to see myself in the same position, you know, having all of these people who maybe don't care about music so much, uh, <laughs> uh, bellow you know and scream their way through mm. one of my riffs but maybe it's probably been good for his uh, you know financially and he can do really good stuff with his label and his new music stores um have you ever been to those stores the third man stores I well not the original one not have the, you one been to in, the one in, in, in where is it is it Nashville, the, the original? Yeah, one? the original is Nashville. That's not where I was. There is one, um, whichever city in the U. I, I visited one other one in the US. Where is it? Um, oh, there's another one. Okay. So, no, but I was thinking of the London one because there's a new one in London. I haven't and been I, there yet. Yeah, I was there in August yeah. and I just walked by it in Soho. And it, I mean, it is whatever you would think of Jack White, whatever you would think of any of his bands, whatever. It is really cool. I mean, it's yeah. it's almost too cool. All everything is just so well thought through and done, and it's you know, 
super cool stuff. And so that is well also something where I say, like, you, you got to give him props for that, right? Oh, my. Super respect. Whatever Definitely. you would think of the of the man or whatever, you know, it's so, it's just, you know. He, he Also for him, I'm, I'm not a Jack White fan, but I can listen. If you listen to his guitar tone, oh, I mean, you, you can't. And you can't possibly get any better than that, you know? And we all remember that moment when we first heard Seven Nation Army and we all were, that's a bass! Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. remember seeing him play on German television, but I was in the audience that night. And I okay. seen him do it and I was like, oh shit, it's really not a bass guitar. He stuck to his words, no bass on White Stripes. Um, Kietil, yeah. thanks for doing this. All yeah. the best of success with the covers EP. I'm already looking forward to the next one with the Beastie Boys and Take My Breath Away and Funkadelic. <laughs> yeah. What you what you might wanna uh, you might wanna write if you want to. You can. We've been in, we've been recording with uh, you know we th there is a new album in the pipeline for yeah, next year. So this is just a you know it's it's a little build up. Yes. Yeah. A little build up to the album. We're gonna so. we're gonna do a new recording with Alan Johannes of uh, Queens of the Stone Age and uh, and uh, yeah. Finger Eleven, right? Yeah, he was in and he's in PJ Harvey's band and yeah, he's yeah. been everywhere. Alan. So, Kittel, have a good day. Yeah. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, I hope that we can do this again. Thanks for having of me. Of course it we was, can. It's real fun. Thank you, Tosta. Thank you very much. Say hello to Karen. Bye bye. Bye bye.